people know that vacation time is not far off. Amen, amen. Amen, everybody. Thank God for the vacations. Amen. Hallelujah. And for other folks, it's a time for them to be able to get together and to have it with their family and to have a cookout or a crab grab. Whichever. And for other people, you know, it's, it's, it's a holiday season. It's just for them. It's, it's just another day off. But even in all of that, there are all kinds of uh, parades and fireworks and other activities that are going on. You know, people are settled, celebrating. But the greatest reason that we celebrate Memorial Day, which is on tomorrow officially, is to remember all of our military veterans, those men and those women, who have gone on to be with the Lord, and to honor those veterans who have sacrificed for our great country so that we could live in freedom. They sacrificed so that we could live in freedom. You know, it really means something when you can appreciate what it means to be free. And I've been in some countries where those people were not free at all. They didn't have freedom to, to, to do what they wanted, to worship the way they wanted, uh, to marry whom they wanted to, to do any of those things. No freedoms whatsoever. And let me tell you, those things we take for granted. And I will never, ever take those things for granted ever again in life. Just the fact that you can get up in the morning and, 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 and put your feet on the floor where there's hardwood or there's, there's wall-to-wall carpet. You don't have to put your feet on the floor in a mud hut somewhere where there, where there are all kinds of uh, dangers surrounding you on a daily basis where you can go and turn on the water tap and get some hot water, turn on the water tap and get some cold water, go to the refrigerator and get a glass of cold milk or whatever it is you desire to have or a hot cup of coffee. Those things we take for granted and there are people in this world who would give their eye teeth and their lives just to be able to have and experience those freedoms that we have. So beyond a shadow of a doubt, again, freedom is the most sought after commodity. And although it's really a sought-after commodity, yet it's really an elusive quality about freedom. Perhaps you, uh, you know, you're working on your job, and perhaps you know, in your your your, your job, uh, you know, it's it's no longer a joy for you to go to work five days a week. And perhaps in your mind, you said, "Oh, I just can't wait till I retire, so I can get out of here and be free, and I can do." Whatever I want to do. Amen. Hallelujah. I can remember some times being in the military and said, oh my God. When they were shooting at us, we'd go like this and stick our finger up in the air and say, here, give me that million dollar wound. Put one right here or put one right here. Right in the hand. And give me that million dollar wound so I can get out of here. I've had enough of this stuff. Thank God. Somebody had to do it. But I'm so glad I did, and I'm so glad that he did. So we take all of those little freedoms for granted. We get in our car when we go home, when you know, we go to the restaurant, we can't figure out what we want to eat, what we want to buy when we go shopping, you know, all of those things. But when those, those choices are taken away from you, when you no longer have uh, 
the power to control your own destiny. And Pastor Dora did tell us this morning, she said that she saw a video of a young lady who was in one of the, the Middle Eastern countries, and she had been threatened, and she had been sentenced, if you will, to death because she would not serve their God there in the Middle East. But thank God we have choices. Thank God we have choices. Have the choice to serve the true and the living God. And it is the power of choice that is just so dear and near to me. So let me tell you what freedom isn't. Now everybody knows what freedom is. Let me tell you what it is not. Freedom is not to do what we want regardless of the rights of others or the consequences of that. Now I'm a big freedom of choice guy. I'm a big freedom of speech guy. But when there is another group, another individual who would stand up and denigrate you for the choice of who you serve, there's something wrong with that. That's not freedom. Not freedom at all. So men over the centuries, men and women over the centuries, should I say, have given their very lives and fortunes for the desire to have freedom. We've been studying and we've been reading in the word of God. It was desire of the Hebrew slaves in Egypt to be free. It was the desire of those who were in captivity and in Babylon to be free. It was the desire of a group of pilgrims that founded our nation. They too wanted to be free. It was the desire of the black slaves in American history to want to be free. And it was desire, the, the desire of a man by the name of Martin Luther King who said, I have a dream. And his dream was that all children and all people would be free. It was the desire of a Middle Eastern Indian by the name of Mahatma Gandhi. Anybody know him? And it was also the desire of Nelson Mandela to be free and to have his country free. So the desire for freedom has even overpowered, if you will, the need for love. When you think about that, say nothing should overpower love, but there are people who would rather be free who will never ever experience the love of Christ in their lives. Men and women, and, and, and they have left their fathers and their mothers, their sisters, their brothers, their husbands, and their wives, and their children to seek after freedom. And it is a desire that has been placed within, within each and every human from the time of creation. Because in the Bible, the Bible says that Adam was created to rule the earth and to subdue it. And Adam was given that choice. Now in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it is really our obligation to walk in our freedom. In verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So what Paul is telling and talking about to the, the Galatian church, to the people of Galatia, he's saying, don't act like a slave being held in captivity any longer. 
let the chains of bondage go in your life. And we see that uh, even amongst the people of God who have not yet received their complete deliverance. They're still holding on to things. They're still struggling with things. You know, although they know that Jesus has come and has already set them free, but they have yet some issues in their own lives. But ultimately, if you really want to be free, it's going to be up to you to let the chains of bondage go. It's going to be up to you to walk in your freedom. It's going to be up to you because you have a choice to do that. The good news today is that all of us have been set free and all of us have been pardoned. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, and I'm going to move along with this. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus... The law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So it's up to us, people of God, to exercise the rights that we already have. Well, you know what? Perhaps you won't get any more rights. Perhaps you won't be as free as you should be until you begin to operate in, use, walk in the liberty and the freedoms that you already have. You know how we tell the kids. You know, no, you're not getting any more of that until you already eat what's on your plate. Most of the time, they wouldn't eat it. They ultimately, they didn't get what they wanted. It was available to them, but they didn't get it because they wouldn't, they wouldn't do the first step and take the first step first. I think I spent most of my life not getting what I wanted for that particular, no, just kidding. Got everything that I wanted in life. I'm just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding about that. So it's up to us to exercise our rights as citizens of the United States of America and being citizens of heaven as well. Glory be to God. So now the Apostle Paul, um, we know his credentials. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews and he was all of those things. You know, he had very sterling uh, credentials. He had letters and, and all of those things, you know. But one of the things that Paul, and I think it's quite overlooked, is that Paul the Apostle, he was a citizen. He was a Roman citizen. He was a citizen of Rome. Now, in Acts chapter 22, verses 25 through verses 28, and I'm going to read that for you. Now, this is what it says. As they stretched him out to flog him. Paul said to the centurion standing there, is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? And when the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and reported it. And this is what he said. What are you doing, he asked. This man is a Roman citizen. And the commander, he went to Paul and asked, and he said, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I am, Paul answered. Then the commander said, I had to pay a big price for my citizenship. But Paul had the last word and he one-upped him. And he said, Paul said, but I was born a citizen. We all were born to be free as people of God. The same thing is true of you in your spiritual life. 
Now, when we go back to John chapter 8, verse 36, it says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Glory be to God. How many of you feel free in here today? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We're exercising our God-given freedoms here today. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1, again in Paul's letter to the Galatians, this is what he said. He said, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? So Paul had art with them. He had, he had issues with those Galatian people who had issues in and of themselves. And so now when we go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 7, and he said to them, so you are no longer a slave but a son. And since you are a son, watch this, God has made you also an heir. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. That ought to make you feel real good, people of God, knowing that you are an heir. You're an heir of the grace of God. Amen. You are the heir of all things that Christ has given us freely. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, I'm being a little patriotic here with you today. Because I'm really feeling this in my spirit. And I think sometimes, again, that even we as saints of God, we take our salvation for granted. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I don't believe that, 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 that all of us in here have now purposed in our hearts that we're going to receive our inheritance. And we're going to take authority and receive those things that have already been provided for us. Well, even here in America, because America has long been the voice of freedom in this world. And we have declared to the world that freedom was a gift of life. We declared it long enough until the Berlin Wall came down, until the Soviet Union was collapsed. And we continue to do that today. That is the responsibility of us as a free people. Amen. To declare that, yes, you can have freedom. Just as it is our responsibility as people of God to tell those that are in that, that yoke of bondage, that are in the snares and wrapped and tied up, those that are in chains to the devil, it is our responsibility to tell those that yes, you can be free. All you need is the son, the S-O-N. Hallelujah, glory be to God. And give him first place in your life and everything is gonna be all right. Well, Paul the apostle recognized this responsibility to be able to share that people could be free in his own life. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19, Paul said, though I am free and belong to no man, now watch this, this is interesting because Paul says, I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible to Christ. Now, Paul the apostle wanted all people to experience the freedom that they could have in Christ Jesus. And Jesus Christ wants us to do likewise and to declare that the whole world can be free from the chains of sin and the penalty of death. So we have a responsibility, we have a job to do when we get outside of these doors on today. And if you truly, people of God, if you truly value being free and living in freedom, you won't be able to hold it. 
you won't be able to keep it to yourself. Whenever we pray that song, I can't hold it. Oh, everybody just gets free and they get loose because we understand that we can't hold it. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory be to God. We have a job to do. Glory be to God. But there is a price for our freedom. Freedom has a great price tag. Hallelujah. And it involves giving of everything if you really want to be free. Those men that signed the Declaration of Independence, they gave up their fortunes and they gave up their lives for our freedoms, people of God. Would you give up your fortune? Would you give up your life? Would you give up your family so that those people that you don't even know one day would be free? Think about it. Think about it. Yes. Many people have died to allow you the freedoms that you have today. And you just think about those people that died many, many years ago. Those people in the Revolutionary War and the Civil War and the First World War. And they called the First World War, for all of you history buffs, they called the First World War the war to end all wars. They said after this war, there ain't going to be no more wars. So if it was going to be the war to end all wars, and after that war, there, would, there wouldn't be any more wars, then why did they call it the first war? Think about those who died in the Second World War, and those that died in the Korean War, and those that died in the Vietnam War, and those men and women served, who served in Iraq and in Afghanistan and who gave their lives as well. So as you can see now, that the price tag has been paid for our eternal freedom. Glory be to God. It cost God the death of his only son, Jesus, on the cross. Glory be to God. And I'm almost finished. In John chapter 3, verse 16, and I'm reading it to you again in the Amplified. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God, hallelujah, sent us his son Jesus. And Jesus gave his life on the cross of Calvary for the complete remission and forgiveness of all of your sins. Back to Galatians chapter 1 verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and our Father. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, and that is the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all men. And I'm closing right now. Here's a conclusion. Glory be to God. And I'm saying not only for us here, that are here today, but those that will be listening over the internet, over the SoundCloud, and those who, you know, throughout the length and breadth of this country on today, God is aware of your desire for freedom. It is God given from creation, people of God. There is a freedom that has been provided for you by God himself that is eternal. 
There is freedom from sin and the penalty of sin, which is eternal death. But Jesus Christ paid the price for you and for me and for all who would come after us. And it cost God and his son Jesus, it cost them dearly. For he would be offended and rejected if you don't receive the freedoms that he's provided for you on the cross of Calvary. And it is yours if you will accept the love and forgiveness that has been provided for us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's reflect for just a moment. Again, this is Memorial Day weekend. And we're thinking about all of those men and women and who have given their lives in the service of our country and for those who have served in any capacity, not only in the military, but any other public service capacity as well, and who has been given the charge uh, to protect us. So as we reflect today, we talked about the price of freedom. Do you recognize that freedom is a God-given desire that's been placed in each and every one of us? This doesn't appear to any of us here today, but for those who, who are listening by internet, are you tired of being a captive to sin and its habits? What price would you pay to be really free? What would you give for your freedom? It was Jesus who paid the ultimate sacrifice on the cross of Calvary so that we would be free from sin and hell and so that we have a home that is reserved for us in heaven. Glory be to God. No matter where you are right now, you can just stop what you're doing. You can bow down on bended knee wherever you are right now. All you have to do right now is to decide to give your life to Jesus because he has already provided it for your freedom. He provided it for you and he will set you free.